This is not a test. This is your emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the B-movie battle sanctioned by the government of Wonderland. Swear words of class 4 and lower have been authorized for use during the show. All other swear words are restricted. Wonderland officials of ranking 10 have been granted immunity from the show and shall not be harmed. Commencing at the siren, any and all crime, including murder, will be legal for one continuous hour. Police, fire, and emergency medical services will be unavailable until the review concludes. Blessed be our Wonderland leaders in America, a nation reborn. B-movie battle is now in effect. Welcome to B-Movie Battle, episode 61, Nick Cage, cast 39, for Snake Eyes Hey, versus Looking Glass. Look at the background. I'm Snake, your eyes. Yeah, it's so awesome. This is is the first best background we've ever done. You like it? And it covers off his eyes, so he looks super creepy. So it's his eyes or our heads. It it kind of reminds me, his head right there reminds me of uh, De Niro's in Cape Fear. Yes. Look at his head. Doesn't yeah. give you that kind of vibe. A little bit, yeah. yeah let's get the hairline, too. Or Michael Keaton <clears throat> in uh, Mr. Mom. I made five predictions for today's episode, Dick. Okay. I want to hear them. Well, here's prediction number one. I'll, I'll put them as they come up. Prediction number one on the screen right now. No Jansen or Frank. Oh. So far, so good. Yes, that's... I thought you meant for the movie, like how the no, movie was going to end. No, no. I already knew. I already seen both these movies, so. Oh, I'm talking about Looking Glass, yeah. Oh, I've already seen that. This oh, is my second my th- time through on Looking I Glass. I had my theories on Looking Glass. I want to just, I want to give them to you after you do yours, and I want to see if I'm <clears> right, <throat> just based on bad screenwriting 101. Okay. Well, first we're going to tackle Snake Eyes. Okay. And the plot of that movie. Sure. I sat down the other day. Um, and I'm Ricky. And watched Snake Eyes at like. 10 in the morning. Wow. And that's like, it's like visual cocaine, this movie. This is the most cocaine movie not about cocaine I've ever watched. And I've seen this movie 15 times now, probably. This is Brian De Palma unleashed. He matches Nick Cage's performance with his directing. There's so many point of view moments that like go on, like one shots. Like, yeah. So many in this movie. I mean, so many. There's a lot in this movie for a movie not about much. Yes. And have you seen the original ending? No. Because I think the original ending is like supposed to be really dull. It's like I think there's an original ending to it or alternate ending. Isn't there one? I don't know. I feel like there was and it's like really boring. And that's why they had to spice it up with uh, what happens at the end with the globe and everything. I'm confused why I... my Snake Eyes Blu-ray has a Snake Eyes DVD cover on it. <laughs> well, I think it's a double movie. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look that up. I'm pretty sure there is a. Oh, it looks there. like I had originally a face-off Snake Eyes double feature. Oh, look! Look at this. 
So I oh, cut off the DVD cover and threw it on top of... Oh, well, there you go. Because I already have it on Blu-ray, and I have a DVD of it, too. So it looks like I just did this and called it a day. That, Interesting. But that was years ago at this point, so now it explains my confusion. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. How about that? Well, it made... Uh, it was budgeted at $73 million. And it made uh, 103 million worldwide, so not a not a huge hit, but not a disaster. Enough to end Cage's hot streak. Oh, uh, I would argue that that happened at um, a little movie called Gone in 60 Seconds. That was after this. Yeah, I know. I think that's what ended his hot streak. I think that Gone in 60 Seconds made a bunch of money, though. I saw it in the theater. I did too. I I, I did not see this one in theaters. No. I think it's because it was rated R. I saw it on home video. I did see it on home video. Well, Gone in 60 Seconds. Okay. Gone in 60... Gone in 60 Seconds is 2000. Yeah. Gone in 60 Seconds box office. Okay. Well, the budget was $90 million. Worldwide gross was $237 million. Yeah, that movie made made money. It made $100 million in the U.S. So, It it was a hit. yeah, and I hit. think it's his last hit for a good while. No, because he had uh, uh, National Treasure. That, you know, that's way later, though. Like two years later. He, no, the first the first one's like 2005? No, National Treasure 1 is 2004. Oh, and then 2007 for the second one. Yeah, so, so uh, I'm, looking up, I'm looking up Nick Cage filmography. Because it's 109 movies that he's done. This is the Nick Cage period where it starts to get dark. Okay, well, it, this was the last of his crazy because he had a bunch of crazy performances in these Hollywood movies, and it was like because okay. he went right from a Face Off to Con Air. We had The Rock there before that, and then so he here, did okay, this. After living, okay, after leaving Las Vegas, here are his movies in in order: The Rock, Con Air, Face, Face Off. Off. City of Angels. Huge hit. Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes is the weird one in there. Eight millimeter, right after Snake Eyes. Bringing Out the Dead, Which I right love. after Eight I love Bringing Out the Dead. And then he is Gone in 60 Seconds, followed by The Family Man, Captain Curly's Mandolin, Wind Talkers. This is the beginning of the end of, of uh, Nick Cage. And then he gets resuscitation with adaption. Adaptation. Adaptation. I'm sorry. <laughs> adaptation, Matchstick Men, National Treasure. So those three movies kind of bring him back, critically speaking, yeah. and then financially speaking. But also but that's then, when he's going bust. I think that was like 2004, 2005. 2004 is National Treasure. The next thing that follows up National Treasure is Lord of War. So yeah. that's this decline. And then you get Af- uh, Weatherman. Weatherman. And then you get... Hold on, hold on. Let me do this. Where are we at? 2006? 2006. So 2006 is also World Trade Center. Yes. 2007. 2006. Now. There's one more. Uh, there's two more. One's the Ant-Bully. Well, it's a fucking cartoon. Gonna, yeah, I was just going to say. I know, I know the cartoon ones because I did a whole okay. episode about it. 2007. The, the most important 2006 movie of his career. Kick-Ass? No, that's 2007. 2006. The greatest Nicolas Cage film in probably his career. Oh. Where he beats women. 
Oh, uh, is that 2006? <clears throat> it's 2006. Huh. The Wicker Man. No, that is the last. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when you said Beats Woman, I was thinking of a different movie, actually. <laughs> okay, yeah, Wicker Man. Okay. Um, and after yeah. Wicker Man, Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider 2007. Um, In 2007, he's actually doing pretty good. He, he shows up in Grindhouse yeah. as, as a cameo, but that doesn't really count. Manchu. He's in Next, which wasn't a big hit. It was kind of a bomb. But then he has National Treasure, Book of Secrets, which was a hit. And then he has Knowing, but, The Year After. Well, I'll, you're forgetting another one. Bangkok Dangerous. 2008, Bangkok Dangerous. Yeah. A disaster. Doesn't Man, really it's, it's really it. sad that I can do this off memory. <laughs> So, okay, and then, after, and then after Bangkok Dangerous, we have Knowing. Yeah. And then we have G-Force, the, the, yeah, the, the gerbil, gerbil movie. movie. Bad Lieutenant Protocol New Orleans, which is, he's trying. Yeah, but that's, that, the movie like that's never going to make a ton of money. No. It's a grindhouse filth movie. So he, oh, I didn't realize Sorcerer Apprentice was that old, uh, 2010. Well, yeah, uh, uh, what's, his, what's his name is young in that. Yeah. Um, Jake. What's his fucking name? Because, uh, one, one. Oh, uh, Jake Baronall or Jake Baron Baronall? No, no, Jay Jay Burchell 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 Burchell. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that guy a lot. Why am I blanking on his name? Yeah, no, I like him too. We t- I talk hey, about him know, a lot. Where I'm like, he sounds like a like a, the funnest guy I'd want to hang out with of that entire group of people because he does he just he doesn't give a shit. I love that. Holy shit. 2011 is probably when it ends. His career is pretty much done. Okay, 2011. Let me let me go. My favorite Nick Cage year: Trespass, The Witch Movie, Season of the Witch. Yep. Uh, what else is 2011? There's a bunch of them. My favorite: Drive Angry. Drive Angry. So when you said beats women, I was thinking of that movie. I was like, that was not oh, that old. Yeah. No, he doesn't beat women in that one. No, he fucks one. He fucks a prostitute yeah. while shooting people, though. We were fucking, and he was shooting people. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a good. Gr- gr- I'm sorry. Drive Angry in 3D was probably one of the best cinematic experiences I've ever had. It was so much fun. And that's a grindhouse movie of his that worked. Yeah, it was unlike. Fun. I love it. Some what of his you movies. Guys, is in grindhouse. No, I'll I'll talk about we'll that. We'll get in a into it. Yeah, yeah. I, it's it's it's. I'm terrible. not saying Looking Glasses. I'm saying there's another movie he did this year that I keep confusing this with that we've already covered that we'll get okay. into. But yes. Awful movie. Um, he, he uh, so 2011. He's got another movie called a director Redbox movie, other than Trespass. The Runner what is it? No, that was 2014. Uh, 2011. Um, oh, no, Stone's 2012. So it'd be Rage <laughs> is Rage? No, it's later. No, no, Stolen is 2012. Yeah, Stone's 2012. Yeah. Um, what's right the first letter? T. I already, no, said, you said I already said trespass. S S S. Seeking justice. Yep. Oh, Jesus <laughs> 2012. Christ. It's so sad. So, no, no, that's 2011. Yeah. 2011 is season of the witch. Drive angry. Trespass. Seeking justice. Trespass. He he, ta- he caps off. Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance. Yeah. One of the worst sequels ever yeah. made. Yeah. 2012. His only credit is stolen. Yeah. So he took a year off to relax. Then he got into his tax problems. And then he comes out of the gate. Oh, well, he takes on the Croods, 2013. 
Yes. So I didn't know Cruise was that far. Was that long ago? Yeah. The, there's a huge difference between Cruise one and Cruise two. Like age wise, yeah. it's crazy. I'm shocked. Seriously, you got to watch that second Cruise. It's actually pretty funny. Peter uh, oh, Dinklage. Sure, yeah. Peter Dinklage is so fucking funny in that movie. Yeah. Um, okay. So 2013 now. What? 2013. You got oh, the crew. You, not many. Yeah, yeah I was three, gonna say 2014. He did a lot of a lot of movies. Well, you have uh, he he caps it off. Hold on. Just say the first movie. letter. First letter. Well, the. I'll just give you the first word. The. In 2013, the. What's the I'll next? Give you a hint. Yeah. What's the next letter? John Cusack's in it. Oh, the Frozen Ground. Frozen Ground. Decent movie. So he, he starts 2014 or 2013 with Frozen Ground. He does the Crudes, and then he ends it with Joe, which he got a lot of acclaim yeah. for at the time. Joe's good. Joe, Joe then, his performance in Joe is in my top three or four of his Find Me Five. But yes, 2014 is like the runner. T- 2014 is is when he becomes uh, a joke. What's the Dying of the Light? Left Behind. Left Behind. Dying of the Light, Left Behind, Outcast, and Rage. Outcast. All those movies. This is this 2014 is the year of the joke. Is joke? Oh, games. so Runner must be 2015 then. Uh, Runner is 2015. Yeah, that's the first movie on here. That's a movie and, he did with uh, oh, the Runner. I remember, but Dying of the Light is a is a Paul Schrader movie, and then Paul right. Schrader got it taken away, so he did a movie called Dark. So it's technically Dying of the Dark. So he did his own okay. recut of it, and it's like, it's like a Tony Scott edited it. It's like that, and you're like, oh, okay, oh. Paul. Paul likes to do that. No, um, and, but it has uh, what's his name, the other great actor. I can't think of his name. The one who died got pinned by his SUV against his fence. Oh, uh, yeah, poor uh, Chekhov. Yeah, um, Anton, Anton Yelchin. Yeah, Anton Yelchin. He's yeah, he's he's good in it, but he doesn't really give it, get a whole lot. But it's a decent movie. Surprisingly, it's it's okay. The runner is actually decent too. Really, the runner's decent. Yeah, I mean, he play. It's a. I didn't really. I thought it was like gonna be an action movie, but he plays like a, the, I forget. He's like the governor or something of New Orleans when the, uh, BP stuff happened. Yes. And it's like a drama. I didn't expect that. Huh. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And Sarah Paulson's in it. Yeah. Uh, Justin uh, Carlton's favorite actress, <laughs> who he hates so much. And it paid the ghost 2015. <laughs> Terrible movie. 2015 is um, a rough year. Um, and that's it. And, yeah. and in 2016, holy shit. Doggy Dog. Is that Snowden year? Snowden. Doggy Dog. Um, another Paul Schrader movie. Um, yeah. 2016. What's another letter? Uh, USS. Oh, USS Indianapolis, Men of Courage. It's two hours and eight minutes. Holy Directed shit. by Mario Van Peebles. Oh, okay. It's no. <laughs> Melvin just passed away, so rest in peace. Yeah, I have nothing against any of the Van Peebles, but that movie's like, uh, like they needed more well, money. I think Mario Van Peebles is fine, yeah. like as an actor and as a director, he's he's okay. Yeah, but like I mean, I, I've never seen a movie that he's made them. It's like, oh my god, it's Mario Van Peebles. Yeah, unless you count Highlander three. Which I don't. Nobody does. No, nobody does. It's a fucking awful movie. That's the one without Sean Connery, right? Yes, no Sean Connery in that one. Yeah, big mistake. Just that other guy, Christopher Lambert. The Humanity Bureau. Which one's that? That's a terrible one. I covered it on well, the show. 
you're, you're, uh, you're it's about a future society where humanity's covered by this bureau and they go around and they tell you how long you can live on your own and if you're not able to sustain it they send you to a colony and he goes off the grid blah 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 who cares wow you've yeah. seen all these movies all of them every last one of them and you you liked mom and dad though it's okay Jansen didn't like it more. I was disappointed because the trailer we watched, we watched the trailer, and then we did the episode. And toward the end of the movie, Jansen made the perfect description. He goes, I feel like we just watched the trailer again and haven't seen the movie. And I'm like, yes, because it's just an extended version of the trailer. I'm like, now I want to see where this goes, and it's over. By the time it ends, that's where, that's the movie I want to watch. Anyway. What, a, what about uh, Army of One? Army of One, he plays, it's a real-life character. Yeah. Um, and then Russell Brand plays God. Yes. But he's a quirky. I want to play Larry a clip. We'll get, we'll get to Snake Eyes versus Looking Glass in a minute here. But let's look We're, at. This is a Nick Cage cast. We're kind of going through yeah. his entire and, career and right this now. This is kind of what the show is really supposed to be, actually. But yeah. let's look at the trailer for Army of One so you can hear his voice of this real life character. Faulkner. I had so many fantasies about you in high school. I must have gone through about 100 boxes of Kleenex. That is disgusting, but I'll take it. He sounds like that the whole movie and doesn't shut up. Yeah. But I'm kind of like, <laughs> it's kind of, you know, he's endearing where he's like the slow guy that you're like, oh, I'm rooting for him. Right. <laughs> sort of thing. But he like goes over to like Afghanistan or something. Right, because he's going to kill Osama bin Laden or something. Yeah, he's doing something crazy, and he comes back, and everyone's rooting for him. It's just one of those weird movies. And here we go again. Fucking 2021. Hold on. Directed by... um, Larry Charles. Larry Charles, who did Borat. Well, he quit. He he was there for Borat and has his name on Borat. (laughs) About that. But he ran away. I know, or was it Jay Roach that quit? I think Jerry Roach quit because Larry Roach Charles' quit. name is all over that. So yeah, Larry Charles stayed, and, and Joe Roach, Roach quit. Jay Roach I makes think. sense because it's a character movie, and you think Austin Powers, you think yeah, yeah, but whatever. He had but, another okay, meet, meet the fuckers, fuckers kids, the kid what fuckers. The fuck is, what the fuck is jujitsu? Jujitsu is a terrible movie. It looks really bad just from the. It's got a two point nine. Jujitsu is better than Primal, which he made the year prior. In 2019. Primal, primal. Oh, there it is. Primal's got a 4.9. Almost double. No, double the score of Jiu-Jitsu. Jiu-Jitsu's way better than Primal. That's shocking. Primal is... is. Oh, I hated it. But you skipped over 2017, my favorite year, where he made more Lifetime <laughs> movies with uh, Gina Gershon. The... Uh, <laughs> what the... Inconceivable? Yes. Inconceivable's on there. Man, that movie. Oh, Arsenal. Arsenal is a sequel to a movie where he plays the same character that he died in in the 90s called Deadfall that his uh, cousin made or brother made or something like that. Really? Yeah, he plays a character, a mobster dude, who gets killed, and then he shows up in 2017, and he plays the same fucking character and dies. Uh, John a, John Cusack's in that movie, too, the Arsenal. Is it a prequel or a direct no, sequel? No, it's it... a sequel 25 years later, because that movie's from 93, Deadfall, Holy directed shit. by Christian Coppola. But um, yeah, it's and also the guy from uh, what's it, Adrian, whatever his name from uh, Entourage is in that. Well, you know what? You gotta give Nick Cage credit. He'll do a bad movie twice 
for his ne- for his nephew. Well, his uh, Christian didn't make the sequel, which is even stranger. Well, there you go. There's no reason for him to be in it. Be in it. It's so well, weird. I, I guess, hey, you give Nick Cage a signed check, he's going to say yeah. yes to anything. Deadfall had, like, pretty good actors back in the day. So, oh, wow. So, oh, my God. Oh, what the fuck? Like, he's just... But 2015? Which year is uh The Trust? I think it's 2016. The Trust is 2016. I, that's a movie I keep telling you to watch. It's the not amazing. Not bad. It's not amazing. It was the first episode I did in the show, but I watched it and I was like ready for the worst garbage ever. And I'm like, I really enjoyed that movie. <laughs> is that the? Is that a Paul Schrader movie? Is it? No. Uh, the Trust is two brothers that made that. It's the one oh. I, I posted about it, and I was like, I left my review, and the dad, oh. the dad got a hold of me. He's like, thank you so much. Like. Let's me know my kids are doing a good job. I'm like, no, that movie. And I commented back. I'm like, no, their kids did a really good movie. That did a good job of that movie. Did they do uh, um, gem uh, gems or? Oh, never mind. They did not. Yeah, they did. They did a good job of that. Elijah Wood and Nick Cage. And I found out about that movie because uh, it was on last week tonight with John Oliver. And it's a scene of Nick Cage screaming into the face of Elijah Wood. It cuts back to John Oliver. He goes, he has, he delivers that line with the performance of a child who just who want a child on PCP who's opening Christmas presents, clearly expecting more PCP. It's just like screaming at him. Wow. Nick yeah, I, I, that looks good. I think I've seen this trailer. I'd probably watch it. It's good. I liked it. I think it's on Netflix. Let's play it, shall we? <laughs> Please. David. But I'm not. And, and I've. I'm, I'm going to ask you one more time. Okay, here we go. I can't. Open it! Open it! Jim! Open it! 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 Yeah, it, Elijah Wood makes that movie. <laughs> That's really his really? own, like one of his few freakouts in the movie. Like he's actually really good in it, uh, and I, I, I yeah. bought, bought the movie immediately. I was like, "Damn, I like that." Okay, so here's something I'm having trouble with. Yes. Two, 2018, Mandy. Which oh my god, it was that long ago. It feels like it was last year. It does. That's so fucked up. When did it come out, Mandy? It had. It couldn't have been 2018. When did they release that movie? I think it was like November of 2018. Oh my god! No, it couldn't have been. It had you know why? Okay, I think I saw it in 2019 because it came out here. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. It came out September 2018 in LA, but by the time I got it, it was January 2019. Mandy, yeah, I, I mean, I yeah, got it whenever I came out on Blu-rays when I got it. So, but it's still that seems such like a long time ago. Yeah, 2019. I mean, god damn, time goes by so fast. Yeah, I mean, I was in the last studio for that one and just built my collection. I think it was the first episode where I had the collection in front of me. So, yeah, it was, it was that long Jesus. ago. I feel so depressed now. I can't <laughs> continue with the show. Yeah, no, and then uh, here, okay, so 2018, here we go. This is, I think this is this is a pattern with Nick Cage. He'll start out the year with something solid. So, in this case, Mandy. And he wraps it up with a pretty decent movie that he doesn't have a lot to do in, which was Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, 
And he does like, ah, I'm Spider-Man. Yeah. 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 Right? And he was great. He was a lot of fun. Yeah. But that, I mean, that's kind of like, he'll just show up in a random. It's like you forget Nick Cage exists. And then all of a sudden he does a one-two punch that establishes <laughs> that he's back. And you think, oh my God, Nick Cage is back. And then he goes and he fucking does run uh, score to settle. Score to settle was is toward the bottom on our list. The, that movie is 4. so 7. dumb, so dumb. <laughs> but then he does color, color out, out of space. space, and then running with the devil. Running with the devil. Oh, that's the Larry Fishburne movie he did. Oh my god, it's so You're forgettable. Right. Oh fuck, you got it right. And followed by Kill Chain. Kill Chain, he does by himself. He plays a hotel owner in, like, Columbia or something. And he does nothing. And then suddenly he's like, you know what? I'm going to protect this bitch. And then he goes into shooting spree and killing people. It's oh, so shit. nonsense. I'm going to have to watch that. It's so dumb. So he follows up Frank Chain. is very excited to do Kill Chain. And you can only buy Kill Chain on Blu-ray for, like, $35. And I don't own Are it. Are you it's, shitting me? It's one of the wow. few Cage movies I do not own. Wow. I'm not paying $35 for that garbage. And then he follows Kill Chain with your favorite, Primal. Primal is... And then Grand Island. Or Grand Isle. Grand Isle is actually not that bad. It's, it's below Primal on the list. It's not IMDb. It's not good, but he's good in it. It's a weird movie. It also, I think, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't... Uh, uh, what's his fucking name? Frasier in that? Well, let me look it up. Grand Isle, let's see. No, he's uh, in. No, yeah, Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, Kelsey Grammer. Okay, that one. Yeah, yeah. That's Nick Cage. He does movies either in Las Vegas, Hawaii, or Louisiana. I don't know why. That one's in Louisiana, I believe. But yeah, he just does these movies. Grand Isle was better than I expected. Wow. Um, but I could see someone watching that and going, "This movie's terrible." It's like you gotta you gotta tamper your expectations. It's a Nick Cage movie, direct to DVD. Come on. Yes, because he follows up Grand Isle with Jiu-Jitsu. Jiu-Jitsu. Which right now, Jiu-Jitsu is the lowest rated Nick Cage movie. He's barely in it, though. Well, that's probably why. Yeah, he, he's not in a whole lot of it. And I'm confused what the movie was still. And now 2020, 2020 uh, The Crude's New Age. Which is fantastic. Which is good. And then 2021... Prisoners of the Ghostland, which what, we're doing next week. That? Is that what we're doing next week? We're doing. I finally found a copy, just in time. Oh Christ! What is this? What is Prisoners? It's of the some Ghostland? horror movie. I don't know. Is it really? But it's got to be better horror. than his other 2021 horror movie that we watched, Willie's Wonderland, which was just pure uh, fucking garbage. A notorious criminal must break an evil curse in order to rescue an abducted girl who has mysteriously disappeared. Big Trouble in Little China. Directed by Sion Sono. Yeah. It's going to be one of those. Sophia Batella's in it, and so is Nick yeah. Cassavetes. Nick Cassavetes, huh? Bill oh, Mosley. yeah, that was the one I was excited for because it's, it's a face-off reunion. Yes. Oh, my Lord. He's had a couple face-off reunions because he, uh, he's in another movie with uh, Gina Gershon, the inconceivable movie. There's a lot of Japanese people in this movie, so it must take place in Japan. Yeah. Or they shot it in Japan. And then um, wow, he's wow. doing another movie, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, where he plays himself. 
Well, that that's next year, right? Which is a movie I've pitched on this very show, I believe. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's coming. Okay, great. All right, let's get into Snake Eyes, though. So we're at 28 minutes. We've not discussed a movie at all. Well, okay, so again, Snake Eyes is, is that the, the prime of Cage. This is prime Cage. This is cocaine Cage. This would cage be cocaine cage. Yes. <sighs> <sighs> yeah, it's that. Exactly. I'm Ricky! <laughs> oh my god! Like he's shouting. 90% of this movie, he is shouting. I think it kind of ruins part of the movie, though. Yes and no. Because there's that. I do like that scene. Well, okay. So, Cogagino is beautiful. And when she's in that bra in this movie, oh my god! It's just like this is when Carla Gugino was her prime hot, and you're just like she oh, still Christ. is. Are you kidding me? Oh no, I love. Oh, she's my fave. She's like my second. Yeah. Well, her and Alexandria Dardaro. They're in top five. Yeah. The top. Yeah, absolutely, hands down, one of the most gorgeous, hottest women ever. You will not get and... an argument out of me on those two because they're in my top no. five too. Uh, no. Even her in uh, the fucking Weasel movie. I'll, I'll take her there. I don't care. Oh, uh, San, uh, um, son-in-law. Son-in-law. I don't give a shit. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, she was younger. I'll take her I, now. I think she's great now. Oh, she's yeah. beautiful. She looks better I, here I, than that movie. That's like five yeah. years difference. Oh, absolutely. But she, she's... Um, I think the problem with this movie is they reveal too much too fast. But again, it's only an hour, It's only like, what, an hour and 40 minutes, if that. It's not very long. It's um, 98 minutes. Yeah, yeah, it's very quick. You find out... That Gary Sinise is the bad guy halfway through that. Yeah, that's what I didn't like about it. Yes. Because I, I remember when I first saw it, it was just like, oh, because you can kind of tell he was going to be the villain. But I feel like if they would have let that stretch out, it would have been a better movie. It made me go, did he want to make another Mission Impossible movie, but they wouldn't let him do the sequel? So he just did this instead because it is very like the directing style of the opening part of Mission Impossible. Yes, same with like the cut and you have multiple screens and you have the point and of it's, view. It's one of the same writers, I think, David Kep. Yeah. It's the uh, same screenwriter. Well, he also did Carlito's Way, so that's where they worked together before. Yeah. and uh, did, Mission, did he do Mission Impossible? He, did, he did another movie I love called uh, Stir of Echoes. Stir of Echoes. He directed that one, too. I love that movie. But... um. It's you know what I mean? Like they have the same exact visual style, these two movies. It's just yeah. uh this one's a lot more insanity. It's a, it's it's a movie that's centered around chaos because there's a sniper that shoots a like a senator or something during a boxing match in the in the Las Vegas no uh, uh Atlantic City casino. So it's all this chaos and the movie doesn't let up. It just keeps going from thing to thing to thing. And it's it sounds like a detriment, but it's really not because De Palma knows how to handle that kind of shit. But um, when's the last time you watched Snake Eyes? Oh, it had to have been at least 10 years. Okay, here we go. Look at the screen. It's been a, it's been a while. Look at the screen. Bam. No, no, no I, I rewatched oh, it. I didn't write no, I, eyes. I thought you the last time I saw it before t- I rewatched it. Apparently, I just wrote EYS for eyes. So I'm wrong. You Snake rewatched keys. it. You rewatched I, it. I rewatched it. I did watch Snake Eyes. Okay, I'm one for two. I'm at predictions. No, I, I watched Snake Eyes. I did. Okay. But granted, I was doing other things at the no, time. No, that's fine. I was too. So I, I was rewatching but it. But 
We've both yeah. seen this movie a lot. Like, there's yeah, no I've reason seen to... it multiple times. I've seen it twice this month. Like, oh, I I watched it on cable and I was like, oh, this changed after a minute. Watch the whole fucking thing. <laughs> no, that'll do it. They'll trap you in there. Yeah, it's one of those movies. But that's what's pissed me off about these Nick Cage movies or the John Carpenter. Every time we do a movie show, it's on Amazon for free for literally six years. And then all of a sudden, week after review it, it cost fucking money. <laughs> yeah. So luckily, Snake Eyes was on HBO Max. Oh, good. Yeah, so that's, that's where I watched watch it. it. I watched yeah. it on, on the computer, and then I watched it on HBO Max a few a few weeks ago. Yeah. Well, yeah. Not, not just regular HBO, I should say. Well, yeah, on, on TV. Um, on your cable box. Let me pull up. What the fuck is our next movie that we're talking about? Looking Glass. Yeah, where is it? Uh, hopefully nowhere. Because I, I, I didn't watch Looking Glass. I watched the trailer, no, there it and is. I watched the review. So you were right about, you were half right. I didn't rewatch Looking Glass. But I wanted you to watch it because I wanted to guess, using my deduction powers of bad screenwriting, what would happen in the movie. Oh, wow. Okay. Based on the trailer alone and the reviews that I saw for it. Okay. So, Nick Cage is an Atlantic City cop. Yes. His friend, one of his best friends in the world, is trustworthy Gary Sinise, who's like a military guy. What's his role? He's like a a special forces, (laughs) highly decorated military man who's working for the government. They gloss over all this. Oh, yeah, I know. He's a a hero, basically. He's basically everything Nick Cage wants to be. Military uniform. That's all you need to know about him. He's got a job. Yeah. His job is he chose this assignment. He pushed someone out of the way to get this assignment of protecting this senator or whatever the fuck that guy is. He gets distracted by a redhead about her ticket, another point of view shot, and he follows her. I was looking her. at some girl's tits. Yeah. Nick Some Cage sense. is a piece of shit. He he's on the he's on the take. He does like gambling. He looks works with like the gamblers and his name in this movie, Gary Sinise's name is Kevin Dunn. Yes. Kevin Dunn is an actor it's who's in, in this, this movie. movie. Talking to himself. That is so fucking weird, right? That's meta as it gets. I was watching, I'm like, I, I've, I've known this. Every time I watch it, I'm like, oh yeah, why? why? And he even says, Mr. Dunn, G- General Dunn. Because it's he's trying so... to be, and that's what, you know what that reminded me of was Grim, Gremlins 2? With, the, with the, um, the the old man vampire shows, wants to be a news anchor. Yeah. And uh, Kevin Al, Dunn in this movie. Al Lewis? Al Lewis, yeah, he yeah. wants to be a Walter Cronkite, and then Kevin Dunn, same ca- it's the same character, and he's like, I don't want to be pay per view forever. I want to be Walter Cronkite, goddammit. And that just that's what it reminds me because he's got the camera, he's got the mic. Goes, oh, uh, General, General, I'm the only one on the scene. Tell me what happened. What's the note say? Yeah, it's so ridiculous. I'll have to save that for later. But just Nick Cage's introductory scene is just screaming at people. Yes, he's excited to be there because it's fight night. Yeah, and cocaine. Put a hand. No. That's his wife he's talking to. Hey, job, That's it. Oh, shit. Sorry, sir. Uh, do you need a hand? Uh, no, no, I got it. This outfit's fantastic. And this is where I give Brian De Palma a lot of credit. Do you know how hard it is to film scenes like this? How oh, fucking yeah. hard that is? Yeah. People give uh, Scorsese a lot of credit for the uh, Casino uh, Goodfellas thing where they go through the Coca oh, yeah. Cabana. This yeah, whole yeah. movie's like that. Yeah. It does not stop. And that's why, like, you watch him on old shows talk about, like, working with crews that don't want to do anything. And he's just like, uh, do it. Let's just do it. Because <laughs> his setups take forever to do. I want to get him when he's excited when he meets the boxer. 
Oh, it's already past. I don't know. No, that half of that when he's at the elevator. Yeah, it's already whatever. over. Listen, I gotta hit you up or something. Mikey just. I'm gonna rewind a bit just because I want to see the. Hey, Jimmy George, wait up a sec. Hey, come on, Rick. I got people hey, waiting for you. That's Tyler. <laughs> what are you looking at? That's Tyler. Where do you think you go? The AC executioner standing right in front of me. All right, that's all I'll play of his performance in the early movie. It quickly changes, and that's why I was like, if he was like that this whole movie, I think I would hate this movie. But they, he changes like partway through. Well, he changed because he gets the shit kicked out. And he's going. Well, that's that's toward the end, but well, once the gun goes off, he stops being a cokehead screaming at people. And right. He starts to take it seriously. He realizes something's going on, and then he's like, "Oh, this is something I can actually fix." And he like goes from like crooked yeah. cop to yeah, 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 trying to do the right thing. And that's I think if he stuck that way the whole movie, just ah, I would it would be so annoying. Well, it would be Al Pacino and he. Yeah, it but would be that, that his coquette in this throughout the whole movie. Yeah, it works. And it works in heat. In though. heat, it works a little bit better. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit better. A little bit. That much. Better. A scosh. A scosh. Just a bit. Just a bit. It's like a uh, snake eyes and then casino uh, heat. <laughs> yeah, a little really bit. close. Yeah, stick a toothpick between my fingers. Separate you, motherfucker, you. <laughs> Um, another movie. There's a gun goes off, and then Carlo Gugino is right next to him, telling the senator about something. We don't hear what it is yet, though. And it's a lot of like you see the scene play out through Nick Cage's eyes, and then you see it through the different characters, like the boxer, yes, Carlo Gugino, Rashama, Rashomon, yeah, and then uh, Gary Sinise too. And that's yep. really the movie. Well, the pro. So okay, yeah, I think the one issue that I had rewatching was it's just too quick because. I felt like Gary Sinise, we should have, he should have been the villain at the like, very end. That should have been re- the reveal. Like the very end. Like it's almost like, you have it be John, uh, John, uh, what's his name? Um, from Home Alone. John Hurt. Oh, he's yeah. He's the yeah. bad guy. He goes, this isn't the plan that I invested in. When John Hurt showed up, I thought we were watching uh, Robocop. His performance <laughs> and his suit are very Robocop. <laughs> Do you remember him? Like Peter Weller? No, uh, the, the... Or Miguel Ferreira. No, uh, the guys who work for the company. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, when they're talking, they're like, Oh, Dick Jones can have your job. Oh, fuck yeah, him. Yeah, those guys. Fuck he reminded me a Jones. lot of Robocop for some reason. Well, he's got that... It's, it's He's that corporate... Well, no, because he's trying to build the city. Much like OCP is building the new Detroit. He's oh. trying to build the new Atlantic City. Sorry, I just saw something on screen. I need to... Uh oh. Oh my god, is it? Can can I go off air for a little bit? Go, let's do it. Let's get some coke. Oh. Uh oh. What what is it? There she is. <laughs> oh my god. Heaven's view. It's ridiculous. It's not fair. It's, no, it's not. It's like, oh my god. We're, we're, I want this in my life. Where can I find that? I'm not a guy who does that either, where I'm like, oh, but like, I see that, I'm like, oh, oh, like, damn. I thought you you were going to do the Nick Cage snorting coke thing. (laughs) Off Carla. That's my, oh my God. She's got to be the hottest person named Carla. (laughs) Because Carla from Cheers ain't that (laughs) hot. I say the same thing about Ola, whatever, or Olga. Olga Kurlenko. Yeah, I always say she's She's got to be the hottest Olga. Olga. Like, That's where you're wrong. There's some Eastern European hairy women that just do her just don't do her justice. 
Well, like, what an ugly you. name. My name is Olga. I'm here to do your carpet. It, it, you couldn't be more different than Olga and then what Olga Korlenko looks like. It's yes. so... Carla? Yeah, she, she's, and, in, uh, she's in Black Widow, you know. Yeah, they kind of yeah, ruin it because yeah. she's not in the movie and there's a character that doesn't show their face. You're like, oh, that's Olga Korlenko. They kind of ruin it. It's just they shouldn't even have her in the... They should not have had her in the credits because it gave away the whole ending. Yeah. But whatever, it's fine. But I did like seeing Ray Winstone punch Scarlett Johansson in the face. That's funny. I like seeing Scarlett Johansson break her own nose. Yes. Yeah. I want to break my own nerve. Gotta sever the nerve. She's not. She, she's Jason she Statham. I'm safening this up on, on Black Widow. I was going off your Ray Winston impression yeah, for some no, reason. Yes. I don't know why. Uh, what you doing, Ray? I don't know what you're doing, Jason. I don't know. I am Beowulf. I am she not. Got, she got reliable. <laughs> yeah. uh, one of the greatest lines in The Departed. <laughs> one in ten million. Ten million. I'm reliable. I'm reliable. Herman. What about that girl of yours? She yeah. got reliable. No, she wasn't. Laddie <laughs> <laughs> chokes her out. Murders her for being a whore. All right, so let's get through Snake Eyes. Um, yeah. It's really just him solving it at one point. Yeah. I, I don't really agree with you because I think that we've seen too many movies where the friend ends up being the bad guy at the end so i kind of appreciate the fact that they do it halfway they just get it over with and, and then kills, as soon as he kills the two cook conspirators you know he's the bad guy yeah and the movie kind of separates them because you start following gary sinise and it yeah. creates this tension yeah it, it is kind of hitchcockian the way he's doing this oh it's hitchcockian that. well brian palma is notorious oh, yeah. ripoff of every hitchcock movie ever. oh definitely but he like he is notorious for that yeah. i think this is the best movie he's done it with creating tension yeah I've seen most I mean, De Palma movies. Um, uh, yeah, I think uh, Untouchables is probably my favorite De Palma movie. That one didn't do much for me. Um, I love Untouchables. I yeah. think that one's great. Well, the script's good. Yeah, the David Mann script. So it's, I think the script does it more than the directing because it's not as flashy, but it's yeah. still pretty good. But like but, um, this this scene here where Nick Cage is going through the hallways trying to find her, and then Gary Sinise is yeah. tracking him down too. There's yeah. a lot of tension in that scene because you're like, is yeah. he, if he finds Cage here, is he just going to kill him? He clearly doesn't right. want to. Yeah. He doesn't want to, but he has to. Yeah. That's why at the end, like, they beat him up, and he says, just give me the girl. You know what? Just give her up. Who cares? Let me get rid of her, and we'll give you money, and you'll be fine. He and offers we'll him a million. Let it go. Just let it go, and he won't do it, and then that's what fucks everything up. And he goes, uh, Carla Gugino is a part of this. She was trying to tell the senator that the mission test was a failure, but they're yeah. trying to push it anyway just to get money fund- funding for it, and she's trying to be the whistleblower. Uh, Nick Cage pulls her to the side, goes in a stairwell, and he's like, "Why don't just keep just keep your mouth shut?" Like cause he's trying to relate her to his world, where it's just keep right, your mouth yeah, shut, yeah, let yeah. the let the crooked system play out, get what you can yeah. on the side. Innocent he, men are dying. Who cares? Yeah, just let it go. He doesn't why, get it. Why bother? Yeah. And they don't go too cheesy with that, where he's starting to learn from her, and he's like, "Oh, that, yeah." He does. He just he realizes it and moves on. We don't need to see that because. Yeah. He's going to do it with his actions later where Gary Sinise shows up. He realizes there's a blimp that goes around the stadium that nobody knows about. Right. And that, that's the one uh, do ex mahi now that I'm just like, oh, come on. That was a little, a little too on the nose, a little too stupid because it's like Gary Sinise wouldn't know there's another camera floating around. And it captures, it captures the whole thing. Like literally him shooting the terrorists. 
yeah. from that angle. It it's captures like, so, everything. It is so ridiculous. They did a good job where the, the camera kind of goes, uh, and then you see it at the last second. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I know what you're saying, but here, I, here's I, I John like Hurt. How, how early, or, early ni- or late 90s technology where they erase the footage. It goes, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Erasing. 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 <laughs> Just take the money. Just take the money, Ricky. Okay, let me show this screen, actually. While I'm remembering to do it right now. Gary Sinise, Commander Kevin Dunn. Yes. Kevin Dunn. Kevin Dunn. <laughs> as Lou Logan. As Gary Sinise. <laughs> yeah. That's what that would have been perfect. Just the... Gary Sinise as Kevin Dunn. The flip side of that coin. <laughs> Kevin Dunn as Gary Sinise. <laughs> All right, but here's uh, John, John Hurd in this. It sounds like he's conducting. Does this not look like RoboCop? Yes, very RoboCop. Okay. An active investigation, a very dangerous investigation. Corporate, corporate scum. Look at him. They even got the model behind him, like Detroit. Looks like all I could think about every time I watch this is RoboCop. Yep. All right, I just want to make sure I wasn't crazy. I'm old Detroit. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's so RoboCop. Well, it's, yeah, so, I wonder how old the script was. Well, it says, story by Brian De Palma and David Kep, and they worked together on uh, Curlio's Way and uh, Mission Impossible and a few other things. They worked together quite a bit. So I'm wondering if this is, like, an old script that David Kep had in his head. He's just like, I would love to do something like this. And Brian De Palma's like, yeah, I love it. Let's do Mission Impossible style. Like Let's you were saying. take your script, grab our pens, Snort a few lines and see what happens. Yeah. I don't think Brian DePaul would No, not anymore. I think Brian DePaul is probably a boring guy <laughs> who just like like Brian DePaul loves film and film school more than yeah. anyone ever. He's next to next to Scorsese. They're like you know. That's why you got to watch those old uh, Dick Cavett interviews in like the eighty because it's Brian DePaul and Martin Scorsese together talking about films and they're they're funny like. De Palma and Scorsese should have their own yeah. show. De Palma is They're is a funny awesome. dude. De Palma is a, yeah. a director. One of those. I don't want to meet a whole lot of directors. Like I think Christopher Nolan would bore me to tears. He's boring. Yeah, but I think De Palma would tell you some great fucking stories. Oh yeah, no, that'd be awesome, man. Man, and I think he would love to share it too. He'd be the kind of guy who's, "Yo, no, you're coming in. Come on in." Like Guillermo del Toro, who's so nice in person. Oh man, he's like no, 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 I want to talk to you. Come here. Yeah, it's just like oh, okay, he, so De Palma. Uh, Del Toro, definitely. Del Toro, we saw him yeah. at Amiibo once, and I was like, that's a sweet oh, man. <laughs> he was so nice. And I guess uh, my friends that, when he was promoting Pan's Labyrinth, my friends went and talked to him for like 45 minutes, walking him to his car, because he just says, they were talking about movies. He says, no, no, come walk with me. We'll talk, let's go. And he was walking with him. And he's just nice guy. I'm just a wonderful person. I don't know about now. I hope he's the same person, because he got the I, Oscar I don't now, think so he's, gonna, he's not. I don't think he changed. I hope he's not hoity-toity and thinks he's a genius. But, As opposed to when I met well, Tarantino, yeah, and I was like, Tarantino was like that too. It was like, come on, I was just talking, talking about comics, and, and and I'm like, yeah, oh, it's been 40 minutes, dude. This is I can't do this. Like you're exhausting. <laughs> no, Tarantino would be a lot. No, that, that would be a lot. He'd be he'd be fun to a certain extent, but yeah, after an hour, he'd probably be like, well, okay, he dude, couldn't I need, stick I need on conversation like the topic. He was all the oh. fuck over, and I'm like, I can't do this anymore, man. I feel like I'm skipping into a record player and it's just picking I feel up like wherever. I'm like cocaine. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm you're the ultimate drug. You're, uh, that song that 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 Trent Reznor song well you know when you're like this is an experience of a lifetime I'm meeting Terrence like ran into him randomly going to uh, Kevin Smith comic shop in Westwood I'm like this is a chance and I was in the comic shop talking to him the whole time and we left 
it was just me and a couple of guys I didn't know I just met and they were all talking to him and we left and he left with us and I'm like okay <laughs> I was like yeah. I can't I, I gotta go man like, <laughs> like this is exhausting it's like that moment when Al Pacino invited me into his car to leave the party and I didn't go with him. I was like, should I go? Is he just being goofy? I'm not yeah. going to his car. I'm not, even though he grabbed me and he goes, come on, let's go. And he's like, hey, come on, you're coming with me. I was like, what? Okay, Al. Sorry, I got to stay here, Al. Okay. You should have went. I should have went. That's a chance. Like, no, but halfway down the street, you're like, who the fuck are you? Get out of the car. Get out of the Land Rover. <laughs> That's a guy who did a lot of cocaine. Well, he was with, um, I think, that big sports or the big record mogul guy that always sits next to Jack Nicholson at the... At the oh, um, um... What's his name? Russell... Maybe. Yeah. I can't remember. I'm not good with names. Like in that They were mode. like, there's like a model in the car with them. And I'm just like, is that... Are they going to both do her? What's going oh, on? Oh, probably. Here? This is weird. I'm Pacino's short. I'm in and out. You won't even notice I'm going to be in that sandwich! <laughs> We need someone like you to do the backup. I'm salami, because that's Italian. You get it? I'm salami. <laughs> You're going to be the mustard. Jesus, Al. All right. Ferocious. Um, Ferocious, I? Snake Eyes. Good movie. Not yeah. great. But seven. seven. Solid seven. seven. Yeah. I would say it's, it's, it's this seven. is the most seven movie I can name of, even more so than the movie called Seven. Would you give eight millimeter an eight, or would that be a six? Eight millimeters also a seven. I would say seven. I like it. I like eight millimeter. Yeah. I hated it I, the first time I watched it. No, and then I appreciated I it. I went it. back and rewatched yeah. it. I can't believe I and I don't believe it. That feels like a De Palma movie. Instead, it's Joel Schumacher somehow. Joel Schumacher. How the fuck is that a Joel Schumacher movie? Is beyond me. Yeah, yeah. He was watching Seven nonstop. Doesn't that feel and like a, a De Palma movie? Like how grime, like those dirty kind of. De Palma movies from the from the late eighties, early nineties. Maybe more Paul Schradery. Yeah, Paul Schrader definitely. It, it does more Paul Schrader. It it actually feels more Paul Schrader than Paul Schrader's movie about porno. Well, uh, oh, uh, cruising autofocus. Not cruising. I'm sorry, h- hardcore autofocus. Auto oh, autofocus is not autofocus. Is not about pornography. Autofocus is about homemade pornography. <laughs> okay, thank you there's for saying it's not di- about pornography. There's a big difference. <laughs> autofocus is fucking hilarious. Autofocus is about Bob Crane who was obsessed with photography and filming himself fuck random not men. that john carpenter no and john <laughs> carpenter did not kill him i don't believe that even his son says john carpenter is not a suspect because uh he said what what probably happened to his dad was that he was in arizona and at the time arizona was like a mob ran town yeah where he died and they think that he must have fucked some guy's girlfriend and that's why he got killed was he just fucked the wrong girl because he just or he would he would try to because he was getting older at that point. So I'm sure he hit on every woman in the bar. Oh, yeah. And he just hit the, he hit on the wrong girl the wrong night. And that was it. But what do you expect? I mean, Jesus Christ. The guy banged everything that moved for like 20 years. Autofocus no is a movie people need to watch and appreciate more than they do. Autofocus is great. It, 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 I laughed so hard during that. When Willem Dafoe's watching back on the playback tape, he's like, "That's your." Fi- I thought that was a girl's finger. <laughs> he freaks the fuck out on him. What are you doing, Carpy? Because he, he watches. Uh, orgy, orgy. He, and then, uh, <laughs> yeah, Bob's finger goes around and yeah. gets in Willem Dafoe's eye. You don't see it, but and then, and then um, uh, he makes fun of Willem Dafoe by having him eat a banana <laughs> with his with his editing. 
and John Carpenter gets, he gets offended because that's not funny. Oh, come on, Carpenter, it's hilarious. Yeah, it's a weird relationship they have. That's another movie that my dad and I uh, quote all the time. It's a great movie. Surf and turf. That's an eight movie, though. That's better than this. No, yeah, Autofocus is yeah, it's an eight movie. Autofocus is an eight. Um, that and uh, it reminds me a lot. Autofocus reminds me a lot of uh, George Clooney's Confessions of a Dangerous Mind because it's about yes. like TV show hosts and trying to be wholesome. Yeah. But that's a totally different story. That's that movie's a nine mm-hmm. though for me. Confessions of a Dangerous a good, Mind. Yeah, that's a good movie. Yeah, I'd say Confessions is a nine. Yeah, yeah, that that's a great yeah. movie. Confessions is very good. Um, I didn't watch that one again. I kind of want to buy that one on Blu-ray. I don't it's a great have movie. That one. I just that back and rewatched it, and I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> that when uh he meets the first time he meets uh Drew Barrymore. He's standing naked in the fridge. <laughs> just his yes. ass hanging out. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he fucked a roommate. <laughs> the, the, yeah, there's a lot of of, of ass, uh, S- Sam Rockwell ass in that movie. Well, Sam Rockwell's my favorite actor. He's up there. Him and Gary Ullman, and then Denzel. Yeah. They gotta be, all three of them have to be in a movie together. Man, I don't know if I can like handle a mafia, that. Like a gangster movie. That'd well, be the amazing. thing is, you don't need them, because Sam Rockwell is the new version of Gary Oldman. You just need one of them, really. Yeah, it's true. Well, they all could have been... Sh- they, all, they all could have been in Seven Psychopaths and would have been fine. Yeah, it would have it worked. To swap out Christopher Walken for Denzel? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Um, okay, so he solves the plot. He realizes his friend's a traitor. He goes against him. He doesn't take the money. He gets beaten. And he saves Carla. Meanwhile, a hurricane or a tropical storm is sweeping through the town. Right. Knocks down the big old thing outside of it. And then there's a big epic conclusion where Gary Sinise is about ready to shoot him in the back of the head. Doors blow open. All the newspaper are there for some fucking reason. <laughs> like, yeah. Hey! It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty goofy, the end. I think it's because it's... they're filming that, that thing that just fell down. But they're like, hey, it's Kevin Dunn. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. So that was the original ending. Um. If you watch it, it's, I think it's on the Blu-ray. That ball, that 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 um, globe crashes through and kills Gary. Sinead. Oh, that's lame. So it's like really over the top, goofy ending. And I think the reason they didn't do it was it cost too much money, and so they just went with the the better ending. That's what, which is why it's kind of hacky, kind of tacked on. It's just like, oh yeah, the cops just happened to be there and they crashed in the door. So what? Searching for snake eyes now. Yes. Searching for snake eyes right now is impossible because that stupid G.I. Joe movie that just came out. Oh, God. Also called Snake, snake eyes, eyes. Nick Cage. Or 98 Snake Eyes. Yeah. Put in. Oh, I did. Alter, alternate ending Snake Eyes 98. Yeah. Tidal wave scene. Alternate ending. Five minutes. Oh, Emergency God. unit. Yeah. Yeah. You got fa- it's. I think half of it is a, is a animatic, too. I don't think it's even. It's not even fully fledged out. Let, let's just play this. See what happens. Yeah, play it. It's really bad. It's... it's bad quality, but here we go. Ooh. Yeah, it's more of an action. I don't like it. It's lame. Yeah, it's just like a cop out ending. It looks bad. That's why. That's why I mean, like the the second inning is seems more tacked on. Just like, oh, the cops are just there. Uh. Yeah, but I I like that ending better. Well, I like that better. He yeah, tries so to leave, works. and he's like, the door's locked. He's like, no. 
All right. And he turns around slowly. And... Which just shows you how good of an actor Gary Sinise is. Where he's just like, all right, I'll make this better than the other fucking ending. I'll, yeah. I'll do that right now. Way better than the other ending. Jesus, De Palma, what were you thinking? Gary Sinise, Sinise often finds himself in movies where he shouldn't be there. Where he just wants to make money. He's he too good for this guy. movie. Yeah, because uh, he's great in Ransom. Ransom, I think, is an underrated movie with Gary Sinise. Because he's a great bad guy Yeah, in Ransom. He is so good because he has that like monologue with Mel Gibson. How he's like, I hate you. You disgust me. You fuck you. You think you're so good and I have to work my ass off to do anything. Well, he's not acting. He's talking to Mel Gibson. He's talking to Mel Gibson, who had to sell paintings for his bitch-ass whore girlfriend's career in singing. We were watching UFC last night, and then we're like, hey, it's Mel Gibson. He's like third row. He's there? Yeah. He's there a lot. Did you see that meme on the internet where it's Jason Momoa, uh, Mel Gibson, and Peter Dinklage, and they all have beards, and it says, this is Mel Gibson and Jason Momoa, and here's their son. (laughs) It's hilarious. I didn't see that. Oh my god, I have. I'll send it to you. Yeah, it's it's fucking funny. Uh, but yeah, it's that's it's, what the internet's good for. That's the end of the movie. Let's move on. So, Looking Glass, Looking Glass, which so far I'm wrong in my prediction about Looking Glass. Um, really? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you my predictions and you tell me. Well, here's here's my prediction about Looking Glass. Dick will have fast forwarded Looking Glass. This is half true. I, I did. I watched the trailer and I watched a, a review. I'm gonna call that close enough. Close enough. Yeah. Yes. You didn't even make that much effort, apparently. No. Well, I, I realized it's on my drive. I should just fast forward it there. But yeah, I, I was trying to find it for free on TV and I couldn't find it anywhere. Um, and then I was just like, "Fuck oh, it." Okay. I was looking at my next one. I couldn't read it. It's in yellow. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, uh, but uh, my my so. Looking Glass is about Nick Cage is a former electrician whose daughter has died and he's married to Robin Tooney. They buy a hotel and weird things happen in this hotel. So when I, when I saw the trailer, it gives you that idea. And then the guy who reviewed it (coughs) said the first 40 minutes, nothing happens. Let's find a good image. There we go. So he says for the first 40 minutes of the movie, nothing happens. Like I would no, say the no f- progression happens. It is an hour and 43 minutes, I believe. Yeah, roughly. Hour 43. I would say the first hour 20, nothing happens. Wow. Ooh, that's, that's yeah. Not happening. Not sitting through that. And the next 23 minutes, nothing. a, really a little happens. bit happens. I don't know. It's They throw a plot in there, and you're just like, What's going on? Oh, oh, now it's over. Okay. So, <laughs> like... okay, I want to see if I'm wrong here. So, there's like a plot about Nick Cage's dead daughter, and like there's a letter written by his daughter found in the hotel or something, and that sends them on a tizzy. Is it all in his head, and he's killing these people? Is that what happens at the end? He ends up being the murderer at the end of the movie. Get all your predictions out of the way. Okay, I just want to say that that's what like. He, he find he's the one that's made the ton like he's the one that made this all happen. He's created this electrician storyline because he doesn't want to remember that he's responsible for his daughter's death or something. There's so you're thinking there. like a Shutter Island scenario, a little bit, yeah. Okay. 
and he's the killer. He's killing these women, and everybody, or or he, it's all in his head. It's just, basically it's all in his head. It's basically adaptation. That 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 script. This is the movie to that that the fake script to this movie. Okay, what else do you got? Something like that. Any, Robin Tooney. So you're you're kind know. of combining uh, Shutter Island mixed with uh, identity. Identity. Yeah. Both much better movies than this. Yes, I can um, imagine. Shutter Island, I fucking love that movie. <clears throat> you love Shutter Island, yeah. I, I love it. I'm probably the biggest fan of Shutter Island, I would say. You are. We've I have a poster this. right out here. Yeah. But it's um, a fine movie. Yeah, it is. I agree. It's a fine movie, but some you know, one of those movies that love I watch it. it, and love it. I just love it. I do. Martin Scorsese is a um, genius. Why are you all wet, baby? When Ben Kingsley says it, I laugh so hard every time. <laughs> Why are you all wet, baby? <laughs> ben Kingsley, best part of Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. Oh, no. Of he course. comes back. He's actually very good in it. What race is he in that movie? No, he's he's, he's the same, same character from the third Iron Man movie. Oh yeah, he's playing the uh, because he's playing. He was playing the Mandarin. The Mandarin. Mandarin. I will say Mandalorian. Uh, Mandarin. The Mandalorian. <laughs> oh, I wish. Yeah, I forgot you told me about that. This is the way. You sound like uh, Michael Caine there. This is the way, Mister Wayne. The way, Wayne. I've watched. I buried enough members of the Wayne family. I've buried enough members of the Mandalorian death cult. <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I told you. I told you. I, I, I burnt it to, to spare you pain, Mr. Wayne. Mr. Wayne. I, I've agreed to, to sew your broken bones, but I'm not <laughs> going to sew your broken spirit. <laughs> I can't do it, Mr. Wayne. I will not be here. Goodbye, Alfred. <laughs> and then the next day... He's his, confused. His Alfred, where are you? Huh? Kick them out of the house. He looks around. He's answering your own door. Answering your own doors, Mr. Wayne. Answering your own doors, Mr. Wayne. <laughs> So I guess now Lucius Fox's son in the comics is trying to be Batman. Huh. He, he's, he's trying to be the next Batman, which is interesting. Okay, so do you want? are you done with your predictions? Pretty much that's all I got. All right. I told you not to expect a plot in this movie. So no, no to all that. Um, wow. Let's get into what wow. happens here. Yeah, tell me. I'm, I'm... They are driving to the hotel in the beginning of the movie. Um, they, they're driving... They show a couple quick little flashbacks to the daughter. They don't really show anything. It's just a little daughter, and then it's like the cops, and you get you get the sense that she died. They're driving there. They arrive at the hotel. They knock on the door. The guy named Ben, who's not who's selling it to them, is not there. They they open it with the key. They go inside. Never hear from Ben that day. Uh, they clean up the hotel in the morning. They talk to Ben. Ben's like, all right, here's the deal. Is, 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 don't Why are you contacting me? Um, don't call me again. Lose my number. Um, yeah, the hotel's here. You can do this. Yada, yada, yada. Tell him hotel facts. A couple quick. He's out of there. Ben's clearly disinterested at this point. Doesn't want to be a part of it. Sold it to him for cheap. Uh, they just lost their daughter. You get a sense that Nick Cage cheated on his wife, which they reveal later that he did. Um... It's just them cleaning up a hotel for the next 40 minutes. Oh. And that can be interesting if you do it right. Like, there's a Chuck Palahniuk book, Survivor. The first 80 pages, the character's describing how to clean things. And that's not an exaggeration. But the thing is, 
you realize he's dropping subtle hints of what's to come. This movie can't even do that. Nothing. They're like, she's changing the room. He's he's cleaning out the pool filter, and he's doing this, and he's eventually he finds a door. Well, him and his wife are not fucking, you know, they're because their daughter just died, and he was cheating on her. And then he finds a room. He keeps running out the room to a trucker who's banging women in room ten, and there's also a woman who goes into room ten and, and has sex with another woman. But he finds a room that's blocked off, a door, and he goes in there, and it's like, and you find that, you, you climb up the thing, and it's like a right. Garden State. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You got he, the mirror. Sure, yeah. yeah. It's in the trailer, yeah. And he's watching that, and he's just like, okay. But it's no, a trucker. And he watches the trucker longer than anything, where it's like this big, fat trucker and a big, fat Hispanic prostitute, like truck stop lizard. And he's like watching, and I'm like, dude, stop! Like you can see, he's in tidy whities the trucker, and he bends over, and you can just see his balls and his dick. And is you're it, like, is like, it MC it. Ganey? Is it MC Ganey? MC Ganey puts this man to shame. Oh, I can show a clip right now. Yeah, I need to see the trucker. <laughs> All right, I can pull up a is clip. It, is MC Ganey the guy from Sideways when he runs after him? This is the trucker. Yeah. And his balls hit the windshield when they hits the car. Close. Looks like Michael Parks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Then he eventually wow. later. I don't know when this is. Oh, so he goes in here. Let's yeah, see, I, I, I saw this in the trailer. Yeah, yeah a little room. Yeah. I thought it was oh. gonna be way more supernatural, or uh, like he no. follows into the mirror and finds a different world. That would be way too technically. That's what I'm saying. When I first movie. saw this movie, I didn't read the back until three quarters of the way through. I'm like, what the fuck is this about? I figured Looking Glass was going to be a two-way mirror. And the first sentence of the description on the back of the Blu-ray, a, a psychosexual thriller following a couple that buys an old motel in the desert looking for a new beginning. What? But what seemed at first as, as an escape is soon a thrilling ride through a mysterious world when, when Ray, this is all one sentence, Nick Cage discovers a two-way mirror and witnesses a horrifying murder. That's the end of the first sentence. He does not witness a horrifying murder. He doesn't see the murder. Well, he doesn't see the murder. No. He sees him That's a fucking lie. Okay. Okay, so he watches this trucker bang this old Hispanic prostitute right here. Oh, it's over. Hey, man, I'm going to watch this. Leave me alone. Oh, this is just when he sees it. Next time he goes in there, he sees her. Oh, my God. Look at this. This is like forever. He does see a lesbian peep show where she strangles the lady with a blanket or a sheet. She kills the woman, though. No. No, she doesn't. It's just, they're having fun. Yeah, they're having fun. It's not erotic asphyxia. You think it's going to be her dying? Oh, I'm done playing this. I can't. So, wow. He, that uh, was like 50 minutes into the movie. Yes. Yes. I told you. Oh, my that, Lord. That review was not a lie. Wow. But I did say, yes, that's not a lie, but don't expect a plot. Because what happens is, about 50 to an hour into the movie, uh, a pig ends up in their pool. And it's a dead pig. Is it the same pig from Pig? No, it's a different pig. No truffle pig. And he takes the pig out and he, he burns it in the desert. The next day, a cop shows up at his place and he's like, the old owner used to have a co- pot of coffee here. Why is there no coffee, huh? He's like, oh, if you're going to come, yeah, I'll make a pot of coffee. And he plugs it in. They talk about coffee for like eight fucking minutes. Oh, no. Make some coffee. And he's like, oh, so what were you doing last night? The, the, the staff across the street said you were you peeled out of here. And he's like, yeah, I burned a pig. And he goes, why, were, why weren't you on camera until two hours later when you got back here? And he goes, I sat in the car and listened to music. I was, I was, a pig was just 
killed and thrown in my pool. I wanted to think about it. My wife's scared. He goes, yeah, that checks out the security cam we had. And they sit there. It takes for fucking ever. And then later on, how do I go in order on this? It's so boring. I'm so glad I didn't watch this movie. <laughs> hey, Robin Tunney Titty. Does she get naked? She does. What? Yeah, I could show that. No, you can't. <laughs> I can't. Hey, you're showing the show's over. <laughs> uh, I, can just watch, I can watch my stick. I'm talking about the stick I put in the computer, not my other stick. Yeah, sure. But here's the cop. He's got like, your love stick. I'm drunk in this parking lot the day before. Is that some strange-ass timing or what? Did you do it? That guy. What? He Go goes... Pig? Is he He's talking about the pig. Did you kill the pig? Is that no, the, the, the pig happened, and then later on he shows up again because there was a girl who was killed in the pool, or killed herself in the pool, prior mm. to him leaving. That's why Ben sold the place. Okay. The cop's like, did you do it? Like, we saw your truck out here because he was looking at the place to buy it. And he's like, did you, did you, did you do it? Did you do it? Did you do it? And he's like, no, what the, what's going on? And like, they just, he looks how many times he says this. Did I do it? Did you do it? Do it? Did I do Ray, what? Did you do it? Did, did, did I do what? The did pig? you do it? Ray, did you do it? Did I do Did you do it? Did I do Ray, what? Did you do it? Did I do what? Did you do it? Did I do what? What? I know you didn't do it. <laughs> that is a scene. <laughs> oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> so he's like, did you kill that girl? Did you kill... She killed herself. That's, that's what the police report says. But anyway... Turns out because um, that's like a that's in the trailer, so the yeah. trailer's trying to establish a plot, and there's no plot. There's no plot until the last Amazing. like 15 minutes. There's a plot where it ends up being he tracks Ben down, the guy who sold him the hotel. He meets Ben out in the desert. Ben's like talking cryptic, and he's like, "So Ben's the killer." No, so Ben sold it because he he saw the murder through his two way glass. He saw who killed her. As soon as he's about to talk about it, sniper bullet through his chest. <laughs> Oh my god. Nick Cage runs home. The the wife is kidnapped and put in room ten. So therefore you know what's gonna happen. Nick Cage crawls up to the mirror and then taps in the glass and the cop is the killer. He killed that lady. Oh the cop's the killer. Yeah, the cop's the killer. The cop's the killer, isn't cop, he? Yeah. Cop's like, what the hell? Walks over to the glass and then Cage. <laughs> I just want to But doesn't show he it. know it's the he can see through the mirror? No. He doesn't know Ben has that shit built. But watch this. This is fucking hilarious. <laughs> But then how would he know to kill Ben? He has her kidnapped, though, Robin Tony. Yeah, I was going to say that Sheriff's the killer. I was, that, yeah. that was my second... My second guess. Cage is tapping on the glasses. <laughs> and they fight. Wow, that's so bad. And then he shoots the cop in the chest, and the cop... He has a funny line where he goes, Ah, that could have gone better. Ah. He's like, wait, what are you doing? And he shoots him in the head. <laughs> or shoots him again in the chest. It kills him. Oh, wow. And they drive away. And the trucker, who's always banging prostitutes there, is like, hey, is room 10 open? And they just don't look at him and walk away. And that's the end of the fucking movie. Wow. Nothing happens until the last 10, 15 minutes. But look at the case. He has shiny glasses. Shiny Harry Potter glasses. You see it? Oh, my. Yeah, terrible. At a certain point when DVDs came out, you remember they put these on the classy movies, the slipcovers? Now oh, they yeah. throw on any old trash, thinking you'll think it's more money. That's the thing; it's designed to trick you to think, "Oh, this is they want they put a lot of money into this. They'll blow a fuck. It's yeah. a good movie." 
No. Except the last 12 Nick Cage movies have had a slipcover. Well, you know what I did buy the other day at the thrift store for a dollar? Hobbit 3D Blu-ray with a slipcover and Avengers 3D Blu-ray with a slipcover. There you go. The original price at Costco was $37.99. Got it for a buck. That's the way to go. My my thrift stores take care of me. (laughs) God damn it. So all of your predictions... It's, well, that would have been a more interesting movie, I guess. Well, the, the problem is it reminds you of a couple different genres. Because you think it's going to be a horror movie because they're buying a new property and they're just arriving. They never toured it before. I'm waiting for a ghost, right? Sure. And then they show up and you have two-way mirrors in a hidden hallway, so I'm waiting for the strangers. Right, Which, which yeah. is a movie I fucking hate. I want to see the second strangers where it's basically a town... Of the strangers, and the guy is killing them all. Yeah. It's like a revenge movie. It's the, like he's killing everybody in this town that, because they're all wear masks. They're all, they're all murderers or something. The second one? The second one, yeah. I saw it. It's a lot better. Yeah. It's very 80s for some reason. I don't know why they did it that way. There's another movie that's awful. It's like a WWE movie. I can't remember what it's called, but it's about basically this group of criminals. They kidnap this guy, or they, they take this guy and girl hostage, and you find out that the guy's a serial killer, and he kills everybody violently. I forgot what it's called. There's another. I think, uh, the guy from Hobbits in it, uh, Edward. What's his name? Oh fuck. Um, he's in Luke Evans. Luke Evans. Oh, oh no. Uh, the uh, are you talking uh, WWE movie? It's like a WWE movie because wrestlers are in it, and I think it was produced by WWE. Oh, Luke Evans. I'm thinking of a. Uh... You got you got me confused there. So many different things. There's another WWE movie called uh, Leprechaun Origins. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Where the the midget wrestler is the leprechaun. All right, prediction yeah. number four. Which one wins, Dick? What do you mean, which one? Snake wins? Eyes. Oh, snake eyes? Looking no, snake eyes. Snake uh, eyes. Absolutely hey. fucking kidding. Prediction me? number four. I won. Shit. So I'll give myself three out of four here. So, Snake Eyes sweeps the voting is my number four prediction. Here's my number five prediction. I will call Looking Glass Between Worlds at least five times. I have not done that yet. I, I think it's because I made that note. Yes. Because even when I was writing that note, I wrote, I will call Between World, Between Worlds, bet- oh shit, delete. <laughs> like, we, did, were you there? Who covered Between Worlds with me and Adam? Was that you or Jansen? Uh, that was not me because I did not see that. Okay, so it was Jansen. Jansen. That was a a Lifetime movie mixed with Grindhouse. And that movie's a lot more fun. It's bad, but it's a lot more fun. Right. This movie is no fun. I don't know what they're going for. But it's the problem with it is it's almost decent. It's just the fact that they don't have a storyline to, to flush it out. They don't have an interesting twist or interesting story or hinting at what was happening later i don't know it's just uh the credits in the beginning were were so fucking obnoxious where it's like all these names showing up slowly while they're driving and it was like directed by tim hunter and i'm like who the fuck is tim hunt why the fuck do i care yeah it was like so like you can just tell he's full of himself and here's what he's directed this movie a lot of tv 
Um, some Sons of Anarchy episode. Interesting. Dexter, a couple episodes. Deadwood, an episode. He directed a lot since 82. He directed Tex, Sylvester, River's Edge, Paint It Black, and then a couple, three episodes of Twin Peaks. And then a lot of TV. Like a lot. 84 credits to his name. Wow. But like, what a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking so, bullshit. The WWE movie that I'm talking about is called No One Lives. No One Lives? No One Lives 2012. It's not a good movie. But no. It's one of those movies where it's it's like the reversal. Oh! Trying to be clever. Damn it. I went to look at IMDb for this movie. I wrote Between Worlds. Looking glass. You just did You fucked up. You just did it. So... Okay, Between Worlds. It has a 4.6 in IMDb. Yeah. I'm going to agree with that. I'm going to give it a 4. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a 3. <laughs> and I didn't even watch it. <laughs> no, the reason I give it a 4 is because visually, it's a good looking movie. Like, it looks great. Like, honestly. Like, cinematography is fine. It, has, it does a good job of setting the mood and atmosphere. But the problem is there's no script to need that to warrant right. that you know how pig looked fantastic yes but, but the thing is pig had a great story and characters where it fit that mold it fit yeah. if like they matched each other this was like the the cinematography of pig and nothing like nothing on the other yeah, side of that to, to warrant it i wonder if it's the same guy <laughs> no. the I, same I, I don't want to look it up it'll depress me i'm gonna I'm, hold on I'll, Let us look I'll do up. it I think everybody, all movies look the same now, though. That's the, It's like, they can all look like that. I think just all cameras are the same now. Cinematographer Patrick Cady, um, like Max Cady. Max Cady. Um, he did cinematography on uh, nothing. So, or not. No, there you go. No, he did Fear the Walking Dead, Franklin and Bash, uh, Bosch, but not, not uh, Nick Cage. Not Nick Cage movies. Well, there you go. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Porn and Chicken he did in 2002. Oh. A TV movie. Well. Starring some people I never heard of. All right. Um, oh, my last note was... Oh, my fourth one. Stank Eyes of Sweet Voting. I will call Looking Glass Between Worlds at least five times. So those that one's wrong. So I got four. Or three. I got one, yeah. three, and four. Kind of. Yeah. Let's just call it an even split. That's fine. Because you didn't skim through it, but you did not. So It's true. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll give it a half. Right. I'll give it a half. Okay, that's fine. Two and a half. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to next week. You're not looking glassing. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, what's next? What's our next uh, Dick Cage movie? It's his new movie called Prisoners of the Ghost Land from 2021. That's right. You just said that. Yeah. We even looked up the... Is it on the? Is it on my thing? No, it's brand new. We'll have to come up with a viewing party, but we'll talk about that okay. later. But here All is right. my cage rankings. Bum, bum, bum. Wow, look at that quality movie. Snake wow. Eyes. I put it fifteen. You put Looking Glass below Bangkok Dangerous. Yeah, wow. Bangkok Dangerous. I could follow what the story was. It was stupid, but at least there's a story. Spirit of Vengeance is that high? Compared to City of Angels, which I couldn't stand, and Guarding yes, Tess, which they, is which is just a 
Season of the Witch is way down there. <laughs> oh, do you blame me? Uh, no, absolutely not. On the right side, Quality of Cage. Snake Eyes. Right yeah. below Face Off. Above Wicker Man, though. I think that's fair. Yeah, I'd agree. Quality of Cage for Looking Glass. Right below Vengeance of Love Story and Color Out of Space. Right above wow. Willy's Wonderland. Willy's yeah, Wonderland Willy, is like where the bottom... Willy's Wonderland is his worst performance to me. And there's a lot of movies below Willy's uh, Wonderland. They're there equally awful. Well, I think he's worse in those movies down below. City of Angels. Wow. Really I think he's so fucking... Air is worse than, C- it's, than this one. It's wow. my least favorite Cage movie. It's... I know. I don't understand that. He's terrible in it. What are you kidding me? Yeah, but it's funny. It's goofy. He's not funny or goofy in it. The oh, movie itself charming. is funny and goofy. He's boring. He's so charming in uh, Con Air. Give me my bunny. He's he's sleepwalking. I won't get, get you your insulin. He's so boring in that movie. And when the are accent. we watching Con Air? When are we watching Con Air? Well, if it's on the list, I've done it. So. Yeah, I know, but we gotta watch it again. We can do a Redux. We gotta re- I gotta rewatch that. I want to rewatch that again. <sighs> You can rewatch it and talk about it in a future episode. Fine. I don't want to. I can't do it again. Out of all these movies, Con Air is the least. Not the movie. The the role. Yeah. Granted. Yes. I think. Like the Weatherman, I couldn't watch again. But he's good in it. But I could watch Con Air. Con Air is a good movie. It would be better if he wasn't in it. If he, yeah. That's it's true. He's the most boring part of Con Air. It's sure. a it's a John John Malkovich movie for me. Yes, it is. John Malkovich yes. makes that movie, which is yes, why on the left side here you see Con Air at number eighteen. Right. John Cusack, John Malkovich saved that movie. Ving Rhames, holy shit! Cyrus the virus. Cyrus the damn virus. M- MC Ganey, come on. Yeah. Dave yeah. Chappelle. Dave Chappelle, pinball. Danny Trail. They call me Johnny Five Thousand if I knew the truth. Yeah. There's a there's a lot of good in that movie, and then name one great Nick Cage line. Put the bunny down. <laughs> yeah, which is stupid. I think I've proven my point. No, the best <laughs> Nick Cage line in Con Air is "It's your barbecue, Cyrus, and it tastes good. It smells good." But <laughs> whatever that line is, oh, that now that's the Nick. That's a good action hero line, right? Oh. There. That's when you knew you're like this is classic. This is for the ages. Steve Buscemi yeah. talking to the little ghost girl in the bottom of a pool. Yeah. What? That girl's dead. There's no way that girl's alive. If, if this is directed by, um, oh God, it's directed by Simon West. It was directed by Tony Scott, maybe. She would have been killed. She was, she was not real. I can't believe that. Bye, mister. <laughs> no, she's he dead. He has the doll. He has the doll. Yeah. <laughs> she's dead. She was never alive. Steve Buscemi didn't kill her. She was dead already. There are no people in that town. They live around a fucking like uh, airstrip, surrounded by apparently just propane tanks and cars. This is good talk, but this is this should be saved for the Con Air episode, which we did a year ago, two years which, ago. Yes, exactly. You <laughs> did that yourself years ago. I even set it up by having Nick Cage send me a note that says, "Don't cover Con Air." In the Amazon package when I got my Nick Cage oh. mask. Wow. And that was back when I was trying. Don't do this. <laughs> Please don't do this. 
Yeah, he begged me not to, but I still did. I fucked it. I read Please. the note wrong. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for doing Left Behind. I know it was bad, but it was money that I needed to pay off my tax bill. Left Behind, right there at number 38. Left Behind right. is probably the worst thing ever. But look at where I put it in the movies, though. I, on the left screen, quality of movies, Left Behind, number 39. Yeah, underneath Industrial Symphony 1, Zandalay, right and Season of the Witch. What the hell is Industrial Symphony number one? That is a David Lynch musical thing he did while he was doing Wild at Heart. And had him and Laura Dern talk on a phone for 12 seconds in the beginning. And then they leave the movie forever. And then it's a... Let me show you a clip right now. I fucking will. This is bullshit. Here's Industrial Symphony number one. A small sample. It's just a movie that I made. Enjoy it, you cocksucker. So the opening... So far away. Yeah. And then it, they're out of the movie after... Then it's this crap. Fuck it. The music isn't bad. I don't. But it's like this keeps going, and like they pretend to have a story, but no, you couldn't decipher what the fuck is going on. I need to see that Netflix short where he's talking to a monkey. Oh, I haven't seen that either. That one's on there. I don't know if I want to though. To be honest with you, call me. <laughs> Still like that. I have a weird love hate with David Lynch. Give me back my fucking phone. <laughs> yeah. Give me back my fucking phone so I can go marry I, my wife. I, I, need to watch that. I haven't seen that one in probably 20 years. Really? Lost Lost Highway. I saw that on when it was out in video. I rented it, and I was like, the fuck is this? And I never watched it again. That is a Bill Pullman movie that doesn't seem like a Bill Pullman movie. Well, he turns into uh, Xander <laughs> yeah. Berkeley. Or, uh, or, Not Xander uh, no. Berkeley. Not <laughs> Xander Berkeley. That other character actor that has a weird name. Yeah. The younger know. guy. Yeah, oh fuck, what's his name? I would love to see Xander Berkeley in that movie though. <laughs> I think he's in it. He might be in it. Oh, uh, okay. Xander Berkeley will just show up in anything. Like you're like, oh it's Xander Berkeley. Walking Dead. Yeah, showed up in that. There's Xander Berkeley. Oh he got hung. Okay, he's done. Well, he's, he's in anything. Okay. Yeah. Xander Berkeley is in so much stuff that I watch it, I'm like, oh hey. <laughs> I had no idea. And he's like He's like an old friend walks in after yeah. twenty years. No time has passed, Xander. He looked pretty old in The Walking Dead, though. Well, he's pretty, he's pretty old. He's old. Uh, I'm looking oh, at Xander well. Berkeley right now. <laughs> Terminator <laughs> 2, obviously. How about we do Xander Berkeley B-movie battle? He's been in enough. Uh, I don't star in him. I just kind of show up in him. Walking Dead is in 33 episodes. Wow, um, that many. Holy shit. Yeah. That was steady work for him. He was Gregory. He was the the head of the Hilltop and that. Right. Yes. That's when I stopped watching the show. Yeah. Um, Man, I'm looking at these older. I'm trying to get to those older movies. He's in a lot of stuff. He's in Kick Ass. He's in Heat. That was the one I was thinking of. Year One, the greatest Harold Ramis movie. Oh, yeah. Um, Taken. That's right. He's the dad, he's the stepfather. Trying to think of what I was watching. I watched like two things in one day, and I was like, "Hey, Xander Berg is in both." <laughs> what the fuck? He shows up and stuff. 
He's an episode of the 2002 he's... Twilight Zone episode called The Pharaoh's Curse. Fantastic. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Jumanji TV series. Oh, never mind. Wait, I'm sorry. Jumanji the TV series? Amistad. Gattaca. Air Force One. Oh, that's how he's the bad guy in Air Force One. Bulletproof is one of them. Oh, I need to watch that. Bullet what? Uh, I don't so, think I've ever watched Bulletproof ever. Oh, those are the two things I was watching in one day. It was, it was, no, it was Heat and Apollo 13. Oh, oh, wow. oh no. And Leaving Las Vegas. It was Heat and, and Leaving Las Vegas. I watched those. Apollo 13 and I watched a couple weeks prior. So it turns out there's three things I watched. That, but oh two God. of those were one day. He's in Candyman. Yes, he's in Candyman. He gets killed at the end by his by Terminator uh, 2. Man, so. That's right. The I rookie. thought you told the kid to get rid of that fucking mutt. The Grifters. The Rookie. Funk. Oh, yeah. He's, he shows up and stuff. He just sees Tape heads. Tapez is actually not a bad movie. Sid and Nancy. Tapez is a fun early '90s movie. Yeah. With, with Tim Robbins and Jack H- John Cusack. That's a fun movie. Twilight Zone '86. So he's in both. Is he in Twilight Zone '86? Yeah, he's in Take My Life, Please. I, we haven't seen it yet. Wait, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said the movie Twilight Zone the movie. No, it's '83. '83. Okay. No, he's in the '80s version. Okay. Yeah, he's in a lot. Well, yeah, he works. Um, why are we talking about him so much? Holy shit. Because uh, why wouldn't we? You know what's funny? On IMDb, uh, for Snake Eyes, it says, Stars, Nicolas Cage, Gary Sinise, John Hurd. How is he number three? Because <laughs> he's so good. Oh, man. You think uh, Carla. John Hurd. Carla or f- fucking anyone. The box, the guy that plays a boxer. Kevin Dunn have more lines. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Dunn's in everything too. Kevin Dunn he is works, he works a lot. He's like the serious version of the other one. What is his name? He's on American Dad. Um, why can't why can't I think of his fucking name? I know his name. He plays Tuttle on American Dad. Oh my there. god! Why am I? Oh, I'm finding him right now. Richard Richard Kind. Oh, Richard Kind. Oh, God. So, so Richard yeah. Kind and Kevin Dunn are like the same person, just one is way more wacky. Kind of? Yeah. But they get like... If you're going serious, you get Kevin Dunn. If you're going wacky, you're getting... You're getting Richard yeah. Kind. Like... I wonder how much money Kevin Dunn got from Transformer Trilogy. I don't know. Less than is John Turturro... A- no, I don't know. You don't poo-poo Kevin Dunn. One's John Turturro, though. No, so. John Turturro's in all of them, too, by the way. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, he's in all of them. Oh, God, so terrible. That's the that's the worst franchise, I think, in the history of movies is Transformers. And why anybody would still want like to buy those toys, because they're just so ugly. Like The, the design of those... Of those characters in those movies are so bad. It's just like, why would you want anything to do with those movies on a nostalgia level? If there's three series that come to mind that I just tune out. One of them is Pirates. I watched yes. the first three and I was like, I'm done. Yeah. And I never watched another one after that. I didn't even want to watch the first three, but I just did it. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's the Fast and the Furious movies, which I've only seen every odd number movie. Not on purpose. It's just the one I have, and I realize I've only seen the odd ones. Because <laughs> I usually so you, 
So you saw F9? No, I didn't see that because it's the 10th one. Because prior to that... Oh, a Shaw. Yes, Shaw, Hobbs and Shaw came out. Hobbs and Shaw, So I watched that one. Count. No, but yeah. it's the ninth one in my mind. I'm skipping number nine. You're not wrong. Yes. I, I just can't with those movies. I'm like, it doesn't... Oh, they're like, terrible. They're fucking like superhero soap operas. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck... Yeah. Like, people come back from the dead. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. They really do. I'm kind of amazed. And then that. there's uh, Transformers, which I've only seen the first one. Yeah. And nothing else after that. I, I'm a guy yeah. who finishes series if he starts them. And I just... I, I didn't want to watch the, I didn't want to watch the first one. I got thrown into it. The second one is probably the worst movie I've ever seen. Which one's that? Revenge of the Fallen, the Transformers uh. Two, and Transformers Dark of the Moon is equal is terrible. But for some reason, the second one is just so bad it just sticks out. And the one with Mark Wahlberg is unwatchable. The last, and the night? last two. I haven't. I've never finished. The Transformers Night one. I've tried. So there's. I've tried to watch that movie 10 times. The first three with. What's his name? Sam LaBeouf. Or Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. And then there's two with Mark Wahlberg, right? Yes. And then there's Bumblebee, which is like their Hobbs and Shaw. Now, Bumblebee's supposed to be the best one out of the group. Oh, that's sad. That's the thing. It's like that once they they had to do six movies to get it right, and Bumblebee was the good one. That's when everybody's like, I fucking don't care anymore because they're all terrible. I think they're done with them, right? No, they're going to put... They have a fucking writing group for them at, at fucking Paramount. Because it's all they have. They don't have any other franchise at Paramount. All they have is Transformers and How, how much movies. longer before Paramount goes, we got to reboot The Godfather. We have nothing else. Uh, it, soon. It's going to be a streaming show. They're rebooting The wait. Sopranos. Just you wait. Well, that was coming in for a while, but that's a prequel shit movie. Yeah. Which actually looks good. Except he looks like... Baby John Cusack. He does look like Baby John Cusack <laughs> with with a, with a glandular problem, yeah. with a thyroid problem. Yeah, I got gland issues. <laughs> is he supposed yeah. to be a young Tony Soprano? Yes, he is. So it's gonna be Tony funny Soprano is if they killed him in that movie. <laughs> He's like twenty. That's weird. <laughs> oh, this doesn't line up oh. at all. And it's just <laughs> it's, the Sopranos was an it was a dream the whole show. And it's just uh it's footage of James Gandolfini in the credits going. Fuck you! <laughs> like, I've been dead for ten years, but what does it matter? <laughs> oh, that was a sad day when he died. Oh, that was so bad. That's like Norm Macdonald's sad level of just oh, horrible. Yeah, Here's but you look at James Gandolfini and you're like, how much longer could that man live? Well, it's not his fault that he... It's not my fault he was a coke addict. <laughs> and that's basically what killed him was cocaine overdose. Oh, or Philip Seymour Hoffman. Hit that, gave, that gave him a heart attack. Because yeah. you, do, you don't do cocaine if you're uh, overweight and have heart issues. And I'm sorry. 56. With and you're, you're 50. You should let <laughs> yeah. coke go. Just let it go. Just stop it. Yeah. I know in flight that Denzel Washington movie taught us that cocaine is the fix-all... It's not. That's a fictional film. That's this one. Snake Eyes, best one. Snake Eyes, this one, no. Looking Glass, fuck you. It's a seven versus a four. Like, come on. Yeah. It's, it's like Face Off versus Con Air. Well, it was supposed to be looking or Snake Eyes versus Between Worlds, but then I realized we did Between Worlds, so I substituted in this because there's a 20-year difference here. It's 98. Yeah, this is 2018. That's, that's kind of sad right there. That shows you the, the disillusion of Cage. 
Yeah, a lot of these the verses are... The desolation are, of small cage. A lot of the verses are going to be like similar themes in the movie, or it's 20 years apart, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because our next verse is... So next week is Prisoners of the Ghostland. Yes. Which is his new movie, that's why we're doing it. Um, week after that is Kiss of Death, by itself. Oh, shit, okay. Week after that, Bringing Out the Dead, by itself. Okay. Maybe I'll tie that with Running with the Devil, because it's also a 20-year gap. But the week after that is running with the devil by itself. But the the week after that is another twenty year gap of eight millimeter versus bad lieutenant. Wow, really? Ninety nine versus two thousand nine. Or ten year gap, sorry. Ten year gap, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um week after that, Amos and Andrew by itself. Week oh after that is the family man versus trespass. We're starting we're starting to lose um we're starting to lose uh uh viewers with Amos and Andrew. <laughs> I like that movie. I haven't seen that in a long time, but I'm just saying that's a lesser known. That's yeah. the Nick Cage comedies era. Well, it's him and Sam Jackson. The early '90s Nick Cage. Yeah, it's like uh, Trapped in Paradise era. Yeah. Guarding Tess. Guarding Tess, which was a failed everything movie. He, that was his romantic comedy. It, is he supposed to be romantically comedy. involved with Shirley MacLaine in that movie? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, let me cue up uh, Rob and Tony's nipples here, and we'll end oh, yeah. on that. Fantastic. It's after he watches the lesbians choke each other and he comes back and he's like, you gotta fuck me now. I'm ready, honey. Hello, Robin Tunney. Are you ready to get caged? You've been caged, my friend. You've been caged. You even get, Look at this. That side... That's fucking Elvis right there. That side profile pic of him. That's yeah. fucking Elvis. The glasses and everything. The fucking chops... Burn sides. All right, let's get out of here. So, congrats to Snake Eyes. You won the easiest battle ever. (laughs) No, Valley Girl was way easier for me. Oh, fuck yeah. I'm glad you watched that piece of shit either. You're you're lucking out. I can't believe you didn't watch the movie at all. That's that's fucking lame. I tried. I just couldn't do it. We watched so much garbage. I I ran out of time. That's what happened. I'm churning Anthology Series Review into the... Lee Martin, Lee Martin's Midnight Hour show. Just watch the fucking movies from now on. I'll, I'll try. I don't want to hear I'll try. Say I'll do. I I what did Yoda say? Anything. Try. It's all the anything. same. I can't promise anything. Spoken just like Yoda. Great. Thanks. <laughs> all right. Do or do not. Doesn't matter. Fuck you. <laughs> do or do not. It doesn't matter. Just, I don't fucking care. Maybe you'll try to watch a Cage movie here or there. Nobody fucking cares because you guys think it's two and a half good movies and you don't <laughs> like the rest of them. So fuck you. It's, it's two and a half good movies. No, it's not. It's like four. No, I'm like uh, uh, Force Awakens, Last Jedi. Oh, I'm just talking the first three movies. Rogue it's two Rogue. and a half good oh, no, movies. No, yeah. yeah. No, Return of Jedi is a solid movie. I, I like, I like uh, Force Awakens. Yeah, I like uh, Rogue One. I I I like half of Solo. Solo's not bad. Solo's a fun movie. Yeah. Um, I need to rewatch that one. I haven't watched that one. I liked part of, just very, very few parts of um, Last Jedi. No. Last Jedi. Rise of Skywalker, I liked. Did you not see it? Oh, I've seen all of them. Oh, I've seen them. I've seen. I I didn't like anything from that movie. Mm. For the right reasons. It is oh, a, sh- a schlock fucking movie. There's a great 
YouTube video some guy put up talking about Finn, that character, how Disney just side-swiped him because he was black. It's good. It's really well done. Because he's like, he's like, this guy was going to be the, the fucking series. And they sidelined them. Completely just got rid of them. He was supposed to have a love interest with Ray. They didn't want it because they didn't want interracial romance. Chi- and then China. What they, they did because him and Rose... Yeah, that fucking gook, that fat gook bitch. What's but like, but... interracial doesn't mean white and black. She's yeah. Asian, he's black. That's interracial. Yeah, that's interracial. Like, fuck it's you. Just, it doesn't mean anything. For Hollywood, it's like, she's not white. or One of them's not white, so therefore, yeah. it's not interracial. Like, fuck you. We're only going to do it if she's a tranny. God. Anyway. The last tranny. The last tranny, like a... Uh, the American Horror Stories threw in. Yes, that Ugh. awful character. All right. I just want to jump his bones. So here's the outro. Keep in mind there is no Jansen, but his name's going to pop up here. And you'll hear a no. You'll hear a no. Let's let's get to this. And I'll say no. Here we go. Citizens of Wonderland, rejoice in the fact that we have covered another movie on the show. Go to liwstudios.com for more videos and podcasts. Subscribe to Loitering in Wonderland on YouTube. Search on Amazon for books by Richard Pierce. Until next time, and in the meantime, we are Phoenix West, Dick Dickett and Jansen No! So long, citizens. All hail our glorious leader. Shut off the fucking show now.